In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. Basically, a feminist librarian, geologist, and public health expert walk into a bar and discuss the stuff that we know is a little off the center of true. This is The Triple Hoax. When she isn't talking with Bess and George for the triple hoax, Nancy is a public health professional with an MPH, Master's of Public Health. She also majored in human biology in undergraduate. Her interests include feminism, dogs, ice cream, and the Americans on FX. Librarian by day, podcaster by night, Bess enjoys long books and forced snuggles with her cats. She has a degree in books, her master's in library and information science. She's a walking, knitting, cardigan-wearing, cat-owning stereotype. Hello all, I, George, bring a background of general science, specifically a degree in earth system science, specifically dirt. I like rocks, there I said it, okay? I have used my dirt knowledge to educate underserved kids about how awesome nature is and what we need to do to mitigate climate change. And I am very passionate about environmental justice. My hobbies include reading, writing, One Direction, and memes. Welcome, welcome everyone to this fifth episode of The Triple Hoax. Woo! Yay! Five! Yay. Five, five. Happy fifth anniversary, guys. Thanks. Yeah, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this episode is not going to be as serious as our last episode. Yeah. Um, but this episode is going to be about toxic atheism and skepticism. So, what we want to start out doing is talking about generally atheism and skepticism, but I wanted mm-hmm. to really delve into the toxicity of these groups as well. So um, just to get us started, I guess, um, did I already say who I was? Uh, you're Bess, <laughs> and I'm Nancy. And I'm George. And that's George. That's yeah, George. anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> me, Bess. I wanted to talk a little bit about my own beliefs. So I self-identify as an atheist, and it's been a long time coming that Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. that has happened. So I was raised Catholic, as were a lot of people in my town. Um, And me. And me. Yep. So all all of us were raised Catholic, all three of us. And I personally went to Catholic school for all 13 years of my lower education. And I like to joke that that's the easiest way to make sure your child becomes an atheist is to (laughs) send them to Catholic school for 13 years. (laughs) But (laughs) I really came into my own in like beliefs through finding other people who were open about being atheist 
Um, mm -hmm. A lot of those people I found on YouTube, which is something that I want to talk about later on in the episode, um, is the yeah. YouTube atheism community. Um, so yeah, I just, I wanted to kind of get that out there and um, just let you guys know where I'm coming from with this episode. Sure. Yeah. I guess I'll, I mean, we, we can go around yeah. or not or whatever. Nancy, me, hello. Um, <laughs> I didn't go to Catholic school, but I started uh, Sunday school, which is called catechism or religious education. Uh, CCD. In the CCD is what they call it. In the same church as Bess when I was really young. So probably uh, first or second grade. Um, so I regularly went to church and with our whole family and I went to Sunday school for pretty much all the way up until I graduated from high school. I was Nancy and I got confirmed and we got our first communion together. Yeah. And so in the Catholic church for people who aren't familiar, that means you uh, commit to your, well, first you become a real, real quote unquote part of the Catholic church when you have your first communion. And then when you're confirmed, you become an adult, in the Catholic Church, and then quote unquote, quote unquote, and oh, and then we're all—all all three of us were baptized, and that's just what we do to babies, so that <laughs> it's a they leftover. It's a so we go to heaven in case we die young, because that's a leftover from the Middle the, Ages. The Middle Ages, when babies could die within like a month, like any before. second. Well, and Pretty also it, it used to serve as a naming ceremony as well. Yes. Right. Um, babies didn't have names until they knew they were going to live, which was usually at the same time they decided to baptize them. Um, be, anyway, to get back on track. Um, so, yeah, I and then I was fairly involved in uh, more community stuff in our church um, when I was in high school, which is actually how Bess and I met. Um, yay! 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 Uh, Arguably one, arguably one of the few thing, positive things that came out of being Catholic. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's, yeah, that's my perspective. So that the, and then, oh, okay. So I guess I stopped really going to church consistently after high school. Um, and I really just, I guess I didn't have as strong a line and I'm still not a strong line about what, exactly my beliefs are it's a little vacuous but like i just didn't see any kind of loss in my life from not going and mm -hmm. i actually felt like i was using my time better so it was almost like a practical thing for me mm -hmm. so right now i'm sort of like i'm sort of just yeah 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 um, I was also baptized, first communion confirmed, the works. Um, I was... I, I'm George's confirmation sponsor. Yes, yes. <laughs> and my confirmation name was Cecilia, who was the patron. Hey, that was my confirmation uh, musicians. name! Yeah, musicians. Yeah! Um, and, uh... Mine was Therese of LaSalle, who's a child martyr. Yay! Oh, shit. Well, so cool. Cecilia, technically. Um, Woo! yeah. Lots of so, child martyrs in the Catholic Church. Are y'all anyway. gonna let me talk? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. No, it's fine. Um, this isn't really that fun to talk about anyway, but, uh, you know. Um, so I was pretty religious up until after my confirmation um 
And I, I don't know. I think this might get a little more personal, but high school was really difficult for me. Didn't like it. And going to church wasn't really, it wasn't a community feeling place. It, there was never a connection. I wasn't involved with um, like community stuff like Bess and Nancy were. So it just was kind of like, I don't know, dead weight. Didn't want to do it. So now I'm here. It should also be noted that Bess and my, or George and my parents uh, were not exactly all that motivated to attend church either, starting mm -hmm. at a certain point in our late teens. So mm -hmm. it's not like we we were skipping church and getting the parents mad. It's like also mm -hmm. our parents weren't that interested in it either. Yeah. yeah. So. so my mom, this is Bess, um, my mom is still catholic and seems to have gotten more religious as time has gone on she was the main reason that i still attended church as long as i did um but right. also i was incredibly involved with the liturgical music aspect at our church mm -hmm. so i right. was pretty much there every week singing anyway um which by the time i was done with high school was the only reason i was going mm -hmm. right so yeah so i guess that's kind of what I wanted to start out this episode with. I just want to be honest with our listeners that um, right. I don't, I don't believe in God and that I also don't associate myself with the toxic atheism community. Right. That is, mm -hmm. so I don't like right. openly talk a lot about my atheism. I don't share Push it on other of, people. No, of course not. Why? Like right. there's no point. Yeah, right. Of course. Um, I guess I wanted to, there's a few things I wanted to talk about. Um, and you guys probably have some stuff that you found too. So I specifically wanted to talk about the toxicity of the atheism community online because it's just gotten worse. worse mm -hmm. Yeah. Which isn't really surprising to anyone. No, considering um, our current cultural climate. Exactly. So that's yeah. kind of what I wanted to talk about, which was that like right. since I started watching YouTube videos that are made by atheists about atheism in my late teens, which was, I guess, about 10 years ago now. It has. Wow. Yeah, thanks. Uh -huh, we, uh -huh. We're so old. No, Bess and I are so the same old. age. We're so old. <laughs> um, um, since then, the whole community has like drastically changed. And there are some YouTubers that I still follow. But there are a lot of YouTubers that I have had to unfollow because of the massive amounts of racism and sexism oh. and homophobia and Islamophobia yeah. that yeah. I have encountered yeah. in their videos. Yeah, and it it's jarring to me because of how logical and humanistic they claim to be. Mm -hmm. So I really I kind of want to talk about that. I also yeah. want to talk about notable atheists who are dickbags. So. Yeah. Oh, we get a bunch of those. I found mm -hmm. a list of them. <laughs> well, I don't know if they all are like D-bags like you're talking about, but I know a couple of them that are at like the top of the list of influential are definitely mm -hmm. assholes. Influential oh, yeah. D-bags. <laughs> influential D-bags. Yeah. That's true. Um, that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> yeah, actually it should. <laughs> influential um, D-bags. I'm cutting this out, but that's definitely going to be the name. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> yes. Here we go again.
So I found like the thing I was talking about is a list of like most influential atheists that somebody mm-hmm. made. And, um, well, uns- like all of them are old white men, <laughs> except yes. this one woman who, uh, her name is Jennifer Hecht. I think I'm saying that right. H E C H T. Um, uh, she wrote a book called doubt a history and the end of the soul. Um, but aside from her, uh, Oh wait, there's another one. Anyway, um, but no, it's mostly old white men. Yeah. Um, and sure. two, I have the biggest beef with because the stupid shit they <laughs> said made the biggest waves in the communities that like I pay attention to mm-hmm. are uh, Richard Dawkins oh, and, Chris- yeah. and Christopher Hitchens. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. And I also have yeah. huge beef with Bill Maher. I fucking oh, God, hate yeah. Bill oh, Maher. Boy. Oh, I boy. hate him. Oh, I, boy. If there's anyone, he's like literally, it's... It's so he's funny garbage. to me. He's human he's garbage. garbage. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's so funny to me because for somebody who professes to dislike Bill O'Reilly, he yeah. is Bill O'Reilly. He's like a liberal, like Bill libertarian O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, essentially. Yeah. Right. And he acts like he's like, this is the thing I think, you know, you're talking about with the toxicity is like uh, the, the feeling of moral superiority as if they have the high ground. Right. Yeah. And yeah this, for sure. This like obsession with rationality which is a really um the feminist community talks about it a lot i don't know if you guys have noticed this but yeah you talk we talk a lot about how men who attack feminists who are like explicitly anti-feminist like neck beards and whatever Mm -hmm. they talk a lot about how men are more rational than women and like how that's like an intrinsic quality Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't see me, listeners, but I'm shaking my head no. <laughs> and, but, like, this is a lot, like, this sort of ties with our eugenics episode in the sense that, like... definitely does. Like, at giving core characteristics to somebody based on their genetics or their perceived biology is, like, so unfounded. Like, yeah. they've done studies that male and female brains are more the same than they Identical. are different. Yeah, mm-hmm. and... And any kind of changes in behavior or anything that happens to them is a result of conditioning from the environment. It's exactly. nothing to do with how you're born because that, that also is related to like people who are trans. Like right. it's, it's all about environment and how you're conditioned, whatever you genes you start with. Okay. Those make up only a small part right. of who you are. So what, what we're saying is that whether or not you follow a religion or anything like that, like there is no inherent rationality in not being a member of religion or being a member of a religion. Right, like, exactly. So the same men who are like, I'm the most rational and women are crazy, these feminists mm-hmm. are awful, those same men, it's the same group. The Venn diagram is a circle. It's exactly the same group. <laughs> and they think that they're so rationally superior because yeah. they're not religious. And I would I wanna I kinda wanted to give an example um because um Judaism is a faith literally founded on arguing, basically. It's literally yeah. predicated on educated debate about their religion. So any Jewish person could run circles around, you know, educated or neckbeards okay we'll just say neckbeards <laughs> we'll just <laughs> yeah. call them what they are um so you know it it really doesn't 
matter what religion you follow, if you're well-educated and, or, you know, you, you think rationally, it, it doesn't matter if you follow a religion or not. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. So, I mean, I guess the thing that always gets me is how much joy these neckbeard atheists seem to take in essentially bullying yeah. the yeah. people that they quote unquote debate with. Mm -hmm. um, and, it looks and it is suspiciously expensive. like bullying. Amazing. I know. Um, <laughs> they, they seem to take like this really big sense of pride in yeah. like pretending that this other person is dumb when mm -hmm. instead this other person just believes something different than them. Mm -hmm. And I understand these kinds of debates are not about convincing the other person mm -hmm. of your side. They're about yeah. presenting Power. your evidence and, yeah. you know, but I also don't think that you should invite someone to debate you and then bully them. Right. No, yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one thing if Bill Nye debates Ken Ham, who <laughs> is also a piece of human garbage. Yes. It's another thing if you are a little-known atheist YouTuber who's also a dickbag, and you debate mm -hmm. some random Christian YouTuber and make them feel like a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty unsurprising to me, the statistic I found, which, let me pull it up so I don't, don't totally... Uh, misquote? Misquote it. Um, yeah, yeah. I love me some uh, demographic data. Let me find. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they did they do polling, of course, mm -hmm. numbers, math, all that good stuff. Um, they did polling, and they found that um, uh, atheists in general are more likely to be male and younger than the overall population. Sixty-eight percent are men. And the medium age, median age of atheist adults in the U.S. is 34. Atheists mm -hmm. are also more likely to be white. 78% are white and highly educated. Mm -hmm. About 4 in 10 atheists have a college degree compared mm -hmm. to 27% of the general public. So yeah. um, basically these are Trump voters. Yes. <laughs> um, First yeah, and foremost, that's, basically. So that's kind of that's another thing I wanted to talk about was that the intersection between this kind of toxic atheism or skepticism, skepticism, quote unquote, and mm -hmm. like the whole like fucking red pill alt right neo Nazi yeah. border mm -hmm. is basically a circle. Yeah, which yeah. is really upsetting. Yeah, it's to um, me. yeah, it upsets me a lot too, and um, I guess. It, it's uh, pretty obvious you can to see like the jump, at least from my perspective, because they're essentially just using science as a cover for um, all of the things that it's inappropriate for them to express now in right. polite society, no, like yeah. sexism, their right. racism, their homophobia. Right. right. Exactly. And, and I think there's also an intersection with, um, like we've talked about almost in every episode before this, um, people don't like complicated ideas and like right. sociologically complicated ideas, which is what religion is. It's a very complex sociological, psychological phenomena in our society. And people don't like that um, religion is can be used both good and bad. So instead they resort to 
atheism or agnosticism, whatever it is, to as a cover for hating, like you just said, hating people who are different from you, basically. Right. Or, right. you know, there are a lot of reasons that someone can come to the conclusion that they don't believe in God. And right. I think that a lot of the most spoken atheist people were deeply religious at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. um, but how much they're using it as a cover or at least i don't know how much they began that way but right. i think a lot of the more prominent douchebag <laughs> atheists definitely right. use that as a cover to be like well i don't believe in god because it's rational right right everything that i believe is rational right, right. um and i guess coming back to fucking richard dawkins Ugh giant <laughs> asshole that he is um yeah like he says all kinds of fucked up shit and yeah. then like has the gall to pretend that he doesn't know why people are calling him out mm -hmm. yeah 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 british yeah. man white yes. man yes. of course yeah it's Who doesn't um, understand why he's sexist yeah it's interesting too for me because i've been thinking a lot lately about um emotional labor and um, and and how um in our society like in a patriarchal society we are all conditioned and taught different things about who's allowed to feel what and who should do the work mm -hmm. of feeling and all this mm -hmm. other stuff and um typically i think um men may not be um conditioned to understand um how and where and why people go where they go or do what they do for emotional support. Like mm -hmm. they, like most Western men are conditioned to that. The only appropriate emotions it is for them to feel are anger, anger. or happy or like things that are very, that are not feminine, anything that's not feminine yeah. or it's, simple or simple. <laughs> yeah. And so no offense intended, but right. But I think, it's lost on them how, cause they often also don't know how to develop good relationships because that's mm -hmm. a feminine quality. Like women are the ones mm -hmm. who gossip and talk with each other too much. Women are the ones that are always hanging out together, this and that, but that's really a sign of us being taught and conditioned to develop relationships. And they have done studies that women, who, uh, wives who die before their husbands, the husband's quality of life decreases demonstrably because they don't have who's been doing the emotional labor for them right and they that's where all their friends came from they don't have friends mm -hmm. anymore so i think mm -hmm. potentially one of the things is it's lost on men who are conditioned in a certain way of the support and emotional comfort that comes from religion like why right. religion connects communities why right. it gives them emotional support and like right. So because they don't understand it or see it as feminine, quote unquote, it's devalued mm -hmm. for them. That's, but mm -hmm. this is just like this small group of toxic atheist men. There are a lot of religious men who see the benefit, right. I'm sure. Um, or a lot of men who are atheists who don't feel that way, but I feel like there's a connection there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. So they try to find communities outside of it. So like, that's another reason why you would create an atheist community is to try to find connection. Right. And there is a really large community of atheists and skeptics on the internet. 
which is I think where a lot of people find like-minded people anyway yeah uh, of course yeah irreligious um, yeah fandom that kind of thing yeah so I think the real issue becomes that these subgroups it's the same I I think it's the same exact thing with the red pill alt-right neo-nazis these small groups of people or these individuals who have these certain beliefs find each other and then feed on each other right of course and they are just yelling into an echo chamber Mm -hmm. and i think because i personally believe that the majority of atheist people on the internet are good people you know they are not Uh um they're not racist or sexist or uh homophobic and i think actually a lot of the times um they tend to be less those things than um a lot of religious people yeah Um, right i mean we've talked about bashing you know these um this this certain group of atheists but you know hit us with some facts Bess. what's great about atheism um atheism is super rad so um uh the stats say i'm paraphrasing but uh the stats say that uh, atheists are pretty uh, happy and good people. Like, there's, it's just the stigma attached to identifying as atheists, which America has a long history of not liking. But most people who um, are identifying as atheists, when stacked against people who are religious, are really not, uh, who are actually better in some ways, like emotionally and mentally, than their religious counterparts. Um, and the study that I found, one of the studies I found said something to the effect of like, it's all about the organizing as a group that brings happiness. It's not, and like doing good things out in the world. It's not Mm -hmm. really about what the beliefs are. So any group of people Mm -hmm. who says we would like to do good in the world. And also we are here to support each other Mm -hmm. is going to positively impact their group members. So like, there's no... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, KKK members say they're Christians, so. Right. Right. <laughs> you can, you, there's... I mean, I mean, if, uh, if, um, Scientologists let you have other religions along with Scientology, I yeah, mean. Yeah, not for very long. No, that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Um, but If yeah. you really want to be taken by the great Xenu, you got to give up Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> listeners remember this because there is also like um bess or nancy mentioned the stigma of being an atheist um nancy didn't you tell me a statistic that the least supported potential president by the american people would be an atheist president yes yes mm-hmm. yeah and then um president obama in 2016 signed legislation that was an anti-persecution legislation the first to protect atheists yeah. Oh, cool. 
So, I mean, that's pretty sad if it took that long it to did. acknowledge the fact that atheists a lot of time are, a lot of the time are, I mean, it's not even so much that they're persecuted in public, it's just they're not talked about. Or I mean, the only, or the only atheists that make the public notice are the assholes on YouTube. Right. I mean, so I guess to throw some stats at you, I Please do. was looking at the Pew Forum stats about atheists. They've done obviously mm -hmm. a shit ton of studies. 74% of atheists say the government aid to the poor does more good than harm. Mm. Uh, hmm. Yeah. 87% uh, of atheists think that abortion should be legal in all or most cases. Mm -hmm. um, they think that homosexuality should be accepted. That was like 94%. Mm -hmm. um, think that environment should be strict, more strictly regulated. Like atheists as a, as a whole tend to be incredibly liberal, yeah. um, which I think really sort of these these numbers, I think, sort of belie the idea that most atheists are these hateful, uh -huh. toxic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just you don't hear about them because those douchebags take front and center when you talk about atheism. Right, right. It's really easy to pull up like a straw man mm. uh, atheist and mm -hmm. just be like, you know, look at this asshole. All atheists <laughs> are like this. Right. Yeah. right. Um, and that's interesting because maybe these atheists are starting to feel more bold because they have the support of white supremacy. Because right. most atheists in America, like the run of the mill, like you're talking about, who are wonderful and have these liberal beliefs, are rarely, rarely speak up because they know the stigma attached to people knowing they're an atheist. But mm -hmm. these dudes over here, they're like, well, we're also white supremacists, and America loves that. So, like, mm -hmm. I think they feel bold, like, you yeah, know. yeah. This oh. the, this fact says atheists are more likely than Christians to say they often feel a sense of wonder about the universe. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, yeah. So cute. reading reading Carl Sagan and watching Cosmos, the original one and the new one with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like. Some of my favorite things to do and they are some of the things that really 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 convinced like helped convince me that it was okay that i right uh -huh. in God. because all of this stuff happened anyway and it's totally sweet um, yeah this is an so interesting thing is that like i found the people who are uh, it says eight percent of those who call themselves atheists also say they believe in god or universal spirit it's it's really interesting because there's a lot of people who are in this these these two groups that you think wouldn't overlap and then mm -hmm. there's the other group who like say they're a religion of some kind and then they're like but i don't believe, actually believe in god but right. because you pull them to ask them their religion they tell you but that doesn't necessarily mean they actually adhere right. to the so, that's <laughs> like my mom found out that i'm an atheist and she took it uh, better than i expected but she also has told me repeatedly that i will always be catholic because i was baptized oh yeah uh -huh. so to her i'm catholic and that will never change and i yeah. don't identify that way so right right i think it depends on who you ask right mm -hmm. 
Because there, I, think, I think there are people who would be like, well, mm -hmm. I was baptized when I was a baby. I did all these things. So technically, I'm Catholic. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know. I mean, so. it's too bad you can't request excommunication from the church. I think you can. You can? I have to look into I think that. So. George is like, sign <laughs> me up. I feel like this, like these moments, like when someone, like I find out something every episode needs to be like the light bulb moment in our, <laughs> yeah. in our episode. Yeah. Um, sound <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I think what Nancy was talking about with like people saying they're atheists, but then they believe in God. Um, I mean, there is a word for that. It's called agnosticism and right. that's, a person who believes in a higher being or a spiritual entity, um, but does not follow any particular religion. So right. agnosticism is actually um, yes. Please, Bess. I'm. I feel like I. I didn't do that right. Go for it. That's okay. I'm sorry. Agnosticism. Is, well, actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> agnosticism is. Um, you can be an agnostic religious person, you can be an agnostic atheist. Mm. Um, agnosticism just means that you don't know. And so wow. I would actually call myself an agnostic atheist because I don't believe there there is a God. Um, mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's a higher power. I don't believe in any of it. I don't believe, you know, it's, I just don't believe it. But I don't think that there's any way that I can know for sure. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. And that is what agnosticism is at its heart, that you mm -hmm. accept that there is no way for you to know one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Right. But I live like my I live my life like there isn't one. Like right. There isn't a God because mm -hmm. that's how I that's Roll. what I think, you know, but there are people who probably are agnostic believers it's, it's sort of Occam's razor, you know, like <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are like, well, I don't really know if it's true, but I better believe it just in case it is. Yeah. There's another um, philosopher, religious philosopher that uh, I remember being taught in my philosophy class along with Occam's razor. And I'll have Aquinas. Uh, it was also Aquinas, but it was another man who did like, he represented it as four quadrants and it was like, the, the, the thesis of like figuring things out from the logic box that was like four quadrants was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's probably safer to believe. If, if, if you lose nothing from believing, which is really hilarious to me because this was back <laughs> in like the 18, like the 1600s when that was like a real thing. Like you don't lose anything from just believing in church. Like, mm -hmm. um, but uh, if you don't except lose any, yeah, if you don't lose anything <laughs> except you don't lose, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose from being religious is basically yeah. his conclusion. So I found, I just found that really interesting. And I actually think about that a lot mm -hmm. just because it's, it's so interesting that he just boiled it all down to four little quadrants <laughs> and figured it out. Apparently. <laughs> should yeah, we take a music, a music break? We should. Yeah. I need okay. some water. Here, have real some quick. Tunes. LOL. Tunes.
Hello. So uh, we want to take this next segment's opportunity to talk to you about some of our experiences on YouTube. <laughs> experiences they have been. They Toots. have indeed. The truth um, of you. May may I may I go first? You may. All right. Um, so George here, in case you can't recognize my voice, it's totally okay. Um, <laughs> so there is a great author by the name of Reza Aslan, and um, I read his book called Zealot um, a year two ago. Um, it's a very good book. I highly recommend it. It's about um, the life of Jesus of Nazareth and um, putting his last couple years of his life in perspective of um, Roman rule, of Jewish law, um, and Jewish customs. So a much historical aspect to it. Um, and we, uh, I, I was suggested this video um, by a mutual friend of ours, and it's called Reza Aslan Cannot Be Trusted, and it's by an individual going by the David Pakman show. And uh, this video, um, as by the title, he, it's basically a bit of a character assassination of Reza Aslan. Um, the man, David Pakman, doesn't stick to the topic in the book, which is literally a historical secular view of Jesus of Nazareth. So I really don't understand why this guy has such beef with Reza Aslan. But, um, it's highly uh, Islamophobic. He goes after um, the author for that. He um, Reza Aslan. It should be noted he's uh, Irene. He's Irene. a notable um, biblical scholar. Yes, well, where, but where is he from? Like, what religion uh, was he raised in? Reza Aslan is an internationally acclaimed writer and scholar of religions. His first book, No God But God, The Origins, Evolution, and Future of Islam, has been translated into 13 languages and named by Blackwell as one of the 100 most important books of the last decade. Um, he was born in Iran, and he lives in New York and Los Angeles with his wife and two sons. So he is Muslim, and I believe he his wife is Christian, but he... And his wife allowed their two children to just, like, religion of the week, basically. So, uh, I mean, if you want to see to believe, you can go on YouTube and search this. It's amazingly still up, even though it's full of terrible hate messages. Um, but the interesting thing about this David Pakman is he... Um, is like a clean-shaven, I mean, it's not odd now that we know the statistics, but he's a clean-shaven, white 30-year-old. And, you know, you don't expect that kind of rhetoric coming from them. But, again, it's like the alt-right cleaned up their image, polished it, and now it's a bunch of college grads who are spouting awful things. So Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's also bringing to mind, like, our conversation is bringing to mind, like, when groups make put steps forward, the people who have who have power will always want to push back, mm -hmm. you know, in whatever form that takes. So you know, uh, Reza yeah. Aslan is really cool. I um, 
I listened to a, a podcast interview of him. Um, mm-hmm. If if our listeners are a fan of comedians and comedy podcasts, um, it's called the podcast is called You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. If you're also a fran- fan of WTF with Mark Marin, it's basically the same <laughs> thing except it's Pete Holmes. But anyway, uh, Pete Holmes interviewed Reza Aslan because uh, Pete Holmes himself used to be very um, was raised very 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 religious. And he um, went to a very religious college even, and he didn't really start trying to come terms with his faith until his wife cheated on him. Like she was his first girlfriend, first person he had sex with, first person, and, and obviously the woman he married, and she cheated on him and he, they got a divorce. And so like his... His public persona lately has been talking about that piece of his life. So he interviews a lot of people affiliated with religion on his podcast. So he had Reza Aslan on. And it was a really cool conversation. Um, The cool thing is that Reza Aslan did a really good job explaining, like, his viewpoint of religion and how it factored into the elections and stuff. And also about his new show on CNN, which just explores um, the most, like, fringe religions you've never heard of like throughout the world it's on cnn um mm. if you're interested you can check it out i forget what it's called i oh, apologize um, aslan's um yeah his show it's called believer yeah so he talks about how like so he was uh, pete holmes asked reza aslan you know why do all these people who profess to be christian say that they're christian and, and whatnot and they voted for Trump when Trump is clearly spouting views that are not Christian at all. Like, what what's up with that? And Reza Aslan basically talked about how in the U.S. there's always a history of, um, because we have a government that's not based on any kind of religious affiliation, and that's explicit in our Constitution, um, traditionally countries are founded around a religion of some kind, and a mostly homogenous group of people. Like, usually the way countries are made are, hey, we're all the same, let's draw right, lines around right, us, right, and, right, we're, right. and we're a country. Right. But because we are full of vast diversity of people, which is what makes us amazing, and because we have no official religion, um, that's really tough. Like, uh, it's hard for large groups of people to make decisions when they're, we have to be unified by these, like, constitutional rules that seem abstract or are not as maybe as personal as religion is. So then he was also talking about how like most people just stick to their religion as a way of having group membership. That's how I know that you and me are cool. If I've never met you before and you tell me I'm a Christian and I say, Oh, Hey, I'm a Christian too. Then we can say to each other, Oh, you know, it's funny because I read an article cohesiveness. Where it's literally, they're talking about how, like, Christian, like, born-again Christian believers have, like, this weird slang language. Yeah. That, like, identifies each other as being incredibly hardcore Christians. They do. It's It's pretty stupid sounding. I'm reading this book right now called Angela, sidebar, I'm reading Angela's Ashes, which is a book about Ireland. Um, Mm -hmm. And the Irish had if no one knows their Irish history, but we all do because we're all Irish. Um, But there was a huge uh, war and fight and struggle between Catholics and Protestants in Ireland for a really long time. And that's how people within the country, even though they were all Irish, 
how they would know which person on which block to shun and where they needed to live. Because if your if your ancestor took food from the Protestants during the famine, we're not going to talk to you. That's the worst kind of Irish you can be. So anyway, so basically Reza Aslan was saying that like most of the people who were Christians and voted for Trump really are people who just say that they're Christians for group cohesion, to have a group and club to belong to. They're like, they don't read the Bible. They don't really know what Christianity is like completely about. And they just want somebody who tells them what they want to hear, which that's what Trump is really good at. So, Mm -hmm. Um, so go check out listeners. If you want to hear a really cool, talk about religion with Reza Aslan. It's Pete Holmes. You made it weird. And he interviewed him right after the election or the inauguration. Sorry. So um, I think I have the most experience of the three of us with uh, atheist YouTube. So one of my favorite YouTubers is a young woman by the name of Lacey Green. Nancy and George and I all watched her videos. She had great videos about sexual health and feminism. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of videos on her personal channel about her Mormon upbringing and Mm. her transformation into an atheist. And she was very outspoken about that. Um, So I really, really loved her videos. I thought that she was great. She ended up doing um, a show for MTV's YouTube. She was an outspoken feminist. She Mm -hmm. had a Facebook group for other feminist YouTubers or feminist personalities on the internet that was dedicated to dealing with trolls and harassment, online harassment. Mm-hmm. So she recently took a break from YouTube for about four or five months. And when she came back, she had a video that was titled Taking the Red Pill. Mm. Um, oh, no. She has completely done a 180. Um, while she is still an atheist, she has begun spouting incredibly toxic ideologies, mm-hmm. um, videos that are transphobic, anti-feminist. Taking the red pill is when you're converted to being an alt-right person. Is that, yeah. am I understanding that yes. right? Yes. So there's, um, yeah, there was a Reddit, subreddit called um, Red Pill and it was, it's a reference to the matrix, right? So like if you take the red pill, you wake up and you see things as they really are. Quote Um, unquote, really are. Quote unquote, right. So these red pill people are basically alt-right, neo-Nazi-esque, misogynists, generally um, anti-feminists. Yes. Bullies. And so Lacey Green, in her break, she debated a trans woman who is an anti-feminist who has said some really disgusting things about other trans women, as well as just other people, women people. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess this was sort of the beginning of her conversion. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I am not alone in the group of people who immediately unsubscribed from Lacey Green's YouTube channel. I don't watch her videos. I don't want to give her the money from the ads. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And I'm incredibly disappointed and I was really upset because I felt like she was a positive voice for feminist, atheist women. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that all sucks. of a sudden she was not. And uh, Nancy and I were kind of talking about how 
her strict Mormon upbringing. Yeah. And honestly, I think our strict Catholic upbringing could have had the same kind of an effect if oh, yeah. we were raised in mm-hmm. more strict households. Um, yeah. When you're raised in that kind of an environment, I think it's not too hard to yeah. convince you. Just, you. Yeah, for sure. Because, mm-hmm. because uh, you're brought up with so many rules and so much structure, and it involves a lot of self-hate and a lot of like thinking that you're inherently better than other people, which is which is pretty like explicit within alt-right yeah. communities, and it's it's especially I mean. I don't want to generalize for all Mormons, but they have just as like strict and they have a little bit more um, explicit, strict gender roles than Catholicism. There's so many people in Catholicism that we don't really do that anymore as much um, or it's harder to enforce. But since Mormons are a smaller group, um, they have really strict gender norms. So like she, you know, just like anyone who's vulnerable to become part of, like, an alien cult, she had the groundwork set for being vulnerable to the alt-right. Especially, unfortunately, being on YouTube, like, social media is a pretty strong way to connect with fringe groups. I mean, it's just one click away. Mm -hmm. Right. To get ready for our next little bit... Mm-hmm. I wanted to name drop some other like famous atheists. Okay. So we've got Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens and mm. yes. Bill Maher and mm. um, Lacey Green, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Reza Aslan. Um, Reza Aslan hey! is not an atheist, though. I mean, he's not but a he's, toxic oh, yeah. atheist either. Is he? Is yeah. he an atheist? I thought. Um, he said that he's like. <laughs> He he feels he's a, like this is such a stereotypical like line, but you know people find it to be true. Um, he's spiritual, but he doesn't identify to a sp- particular religion because he's been exposed to so many of them. Okay, but he um, was raised uh, Muslim. Yeah, he was raised Muslim. Mm-hmm. There's celebrities who are vocal atheists, is what the website said. Uh, this website said uh, well okay so stephen hawking jody uh-huh. foster jody foster lance armstrong no mark zuckerberg uh. yeah i have a lot of feelings about mark zuckerberg and most of them aren't positive <laughs> oh douglas that adams dick. yeah yeah terry all right mm. terry pratchett uh-huh uh kira knightley Bill Coleman. Oh, for oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, of course. If you read, yeah, the Golden Compass, yeah, mm-hmm. um, trilogy. Vincent Van Gogh, of course, Kurt Vonnegut, the patron saint of yeah. uh, atheists. <laughs> Eddie Izzard, who is the most hilarious uh, atheist. I love him. I love Eddie Izzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Julian Assange. Let's see, Catherine Hepburn, my girl. Hmm. Fry. Yes, he's awesome. Let's see. Ernest Hemingway, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth mm-hmm. MacFarlane. Mm. Oh, of yeah. Of course he is. Yeah, that's yeah. why he did Book of Mormon. Yeah. No, he didn't. Wait, no. no. That's, uh, that was the South Park guy. This is South Park guy. Family guy. Still, though. Still. Joss Whedon. Still. Yeah. <laughs> he's Gore also Vidal. <laughs> Gore Vidal. Oh. Gene, Gene Roddenberry, our homeboy. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anderson Cooper. 
Ian McKellen, Ricky Gervais. Oh my God. I for, almost yeah, forgot that we went to see oh. his movie. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's borderline toxic atheist. Yeah, he can be pretty problematic. Yeah. It says here All that right. Ice-T is skeptical of theism or religion. It says- I love Ice-T. I love Ice-T. Me too. Let's see. Agnostic. Margaret Atwood is agnostic, which is yes. really cool. Yeah. Not surprising. Mm-mm. Carrie Fisher okay. was agnostic. So aw. Yes, she was. Rest All right. Peace. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to play a game. Woo! Yes. Brothers and sisters, have you heard the news? The storm has lifted and there's nothing to lose. So swap your confirmation for your dancing shoes because there never was no God. Step out of the darkness and onto the streets. Forget about the fast, let's have a carnival feast. Raise up your lowered head and hear the liberation beat because there never was no God. And there is no God So clap your hands together There is no God No heaven and no hell Hello. So, Bruce Lee was an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Sorry. is still looking at this list. Anyway, I, I am. am. I am. Um, Better not cheat. So I won't. We're gonna play uh, "Lovingly Stolen" from IDEO TV. We're gonna play <laughs> "What Would They Do." So this is where we take a person we've mentioned in the podcast, give a scenario, and then we have to guess Ooh, or I'm- or hypothesize what they would do in this scenario. Trying to think of a non-offensive one. Oh, I, oh wait. Okay, so I I have a thought. Okay. Yeah, you go. Are you, you go. ready, guys? Okay. Yeah. So Richard Dawkins, Pitchens, and Bill Maher, and, and and they're hanging out, and God comes down. <laughs> assuming there is a God, God comes down, and God is a woman. What would they do? <laughs> oh. Um, I think that they would probably ignore her. Yeah. And also, yeah. they would probably sexually objectify her. I feel yeah. like Richard Dawkins would storm out of the room really, like, pissily. Yeah. yeah. And Bill Maher would immediately start, like, angrily asking those annoying rhetorical questions that men ask when they're, like, feeling really high and mighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Who was well, the third person? Christopher uh, Hitchens. He's, he's basically interchangeable for Richard Dawkins. Yeah. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Except he's not a biologist. Right. He was a journalist for a really long time. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Those are excellent answers. I would have <laughs> also accepted them mansplaining being God. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a good one. I think they would totally Nothing wrong with a little mansplaining. <laughs> Anyway. All right. Um, okay, I don't know if these things actually happen, but we'll just theorize. Carrie Fisher, the Pope, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, no, that's a good crowd right there. Yes. Carrie Fisher and the Pope go see the Book of Mormon. How would they react? 
Well, I think Carrie Fisher would think it was fucking hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. She would laugh her ass off. She would love it. She would probably want to be in it. Yeah. Make a guest cameo. (laughs) As Um, one of the dancing coffee cups. Yeah. I don't know if the Pope would... Which Pope? Yeah. Oh, good point. Because Francis is pretty chill. Pope Benedict. (laughs) Oh, God. You mean Pope... That's what I was just going to say. Pope Palpatine. He would not like it. He would say in his very German accent, like, this is not funny. <laughs> Something. I, I can't do a German accent. And not come back. Yeah. yeah. And then the South Park guys would brag about how they offended the Pope. Yeah. Right. That's real. <laughs> yeah, I think Francis would stay for the whole thing, but I think he would also, like, try to talk about why it's That not plays funny. actually very positive about religion like the deeper the deeper message is pretty positive actually yeah yeah i i really enjoyed it me too um he would probably go hang out with some actual mormons afterwards yeah to be nice probably all right good question george Nancy and George go first. Sure. What are your recs, my dears? Radio. Um, I'm going to post on our Facebook page this really great article and a really cool blog called Restructure! Exclamation point. And this particular article is called The Myth of White Male Geek Rationality. Yeah. Mm, nice. And also, I would recommend reading Reza Aslan's book, Zealot, mm-hmm. that George mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would urge people to uh, learn about religions and, like, Catholicism from a historical standpoint because we did have some impact on culture and politics and it's not bad to know more about that mm-hmm. even if you know the mixed feelings that everyone has about it as a religion right. uh, and yeah uh, my I have a couple of recommendations so my first one is um, go watch Star Trek Deep Space Nine <laughs> that's such because... a <laughs> What? What? I'm, I'm kidding. I you. Oh, I just okay. know you. I just oh, know okay. you love Deep Space Nine. Okay. Listen. Listen. Space listen. Nine okay. Is the best, and I fight anyone who says that it's. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I'm just listeners. That listeners, I will doing, fight you. <laughs> we're having a cage match next episode. <laughs> um, me against everyone who hates Deep Space Nine, and I'm scrappy so as hell. The reason. <laughs> the reason I'm recommending Deep Space Nine is because. It has a like a very interesting, dynamic, um, multifaceted exposition uh, and main plot arc about religion. So the main planet in the um, in the series is called Bajor, and they're very religious because they were recently freed um, from um, some genocidal assholes. Anyway, yeah. So unimportant. The important thing is that it's a very, it's a really great like um, 
sort of non-polarized view of religion and talking about how religion shapes um, shapes communities and um, you know people recovering from trauma and things like that. It's just I think a, a portrayal of religion you don't see very often in the media. So I would recommend that, even though it's sci-fi. You know what? Um, DS9 <laughs> is amazing. Um, I want to throw yes. in there too, though, about DS9 that. Um, it's really, I think, a great wreck for this episode anyway, because Gene Roddenberry was a um, a pretty staunch right. atheist. And in his original mm -hmm. view for Star Trek, things like uh, religion and sexism and um, racism. inequality didn't, racism didn't exist anymore. And mm -hmm. so um, the writers of even up to The Next Generation and a little bit in Voyager, um, the writers were not allowed to write episodes mm -hmm. about religion. And so mm -hmm. it was only after Roddenberry died. RIP in pieces. R yeah, RSVP Gene Roddenberry, um, that they were able to explore this. And with the Bajoran community in DS9 is where they really, really mm -hmm. delved into it. And it's very fascinating. It is fascinating because of the Bajorans interaction with the Federation, which is a non-religious. Mm -hmm. Right, ent entity. Entity. Um, and so thank you, Bess. I, that's, you know, I, I didn't think of that either. Um, I would throw in, I was just thinking about a post that I just read that's about like the idea of futurism and religion mm. and how sometimes people use religion as a shorthand for racism. So one right. of the things that's a little bit scary is like potentially the overlap with eugenics and people saying, um, I hope religion doesn't exist in the future as a way of saying, I hope these other people who I don't mm -hmm. like don't exist yeah. in the future. Well, Which is that not in any way what Star Trek right. is proposing or right. what we're right. proposing. We're thinking yeah. more along the lines of like religious conflict. I think that's right. really what yeah. we would say. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's a dog whistle for yeah. For militant slash um, angry, intolerant atheists, basically. Um, but that's a whole different podcast. <clears throat> uh, my next recommendation, um, because we talked a lot about Christianity in this episode, um, is a book called Misquoting Jesus, the story behind the, the chain... I, wow. Okay. <clears throat> Misquoting Jesus, the story behind who changed the Bible and why by Bart D. Ehrman. And mm -hmm. it's a very fascinating historical look at um, the literal translation and transliteration of the Bible and how we've lost so much context and content of the Bible over millennia. Um, well, I shouldn't say millennia. Well, yeah, millennia. Okay, anyway, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just a very fascinating look um, into the religion itself if you're interested. And then um, I will post on the Facebook this really great, well, I I mean, I don't agree with it, but it's a very interesting take. Um, it's an Al Jazeera article about Reza Aslan, and it's a bit about other people, religious people who have a problem with him, as well as atheists having a problem with him. So <laughs> it's a different perspective on, you know, more Reza Aslan haters, I guess. Right. But um, yeah, those are my recommendations. All right, so um, my recommendations are going to be a few different YouTubers that I think that you should check out, even if 
you are not an atheist or have no interest in uh, that kind of thing. Um, one of my favorite atheist YouTubers, his name is Steve Shives, uh, and that's how you can look him up. Um, he has a lot can of different you series. Can you spell it? S-H-I-V-E-S. Okay. And so he has a, a few different series that he does, and I watch a lot of them. He's very politically liberal. He's a feminist. He's very outspoken about that. Um, one of his uh, one of his series that I would highly recommend, and one of his videos that I would highly recommend, he does uh, a series of videos called Five Blank Things About Blank. Originally, it was Five Stupid Things About blank but then um someone contacted him about stupid kind of being a negative right. and like ableist mm -hmm. term um and so he changed it um and so now it's different every week um and one of the ones from a few weeks ago possibly last mm -hmm. month was five toxic things about youtube atheism and mm. my video really sums up what i wanted to talk about in this podcast and i think we did a good job of talking about it which is the, the sexism the racism the homophobia the intolerance and just sort of the illogic behind these youtube atheists um but steve shives also does a lot of really interesting videos he does a steve shives reads series where he reads um books of apologetics and response to them. Hmm. Um, oh, interesting. Chapter by chapter. Um, he has a couple videos. What are is... apologetics for our listeners? Oh, so apologetics um, is a classification of Christian or just religious um, literature that basically, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's the kind of stuff that if you went to Sunday school, you were taught. It's basically like how you argue for your faith. So... Uh -huh. Um, C.S. Lewis was an apologist. Uh, Thomas Aquinas was an apologist. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there are other famous apologists. Are Chick Tracks considered apologists? No. <laughs> no <laughs> They're just awful. They're just okay. Awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like the, C the screw tape letters is apologetics. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you're saying basically people who defend their religion, like, right. okay, Argu I get you. Argu I get argument you. by argument, like point right. by point. Right. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, so he goes through those, and I think that's fascinating. Um, and also, I follow him on Facebook, and he posts a lot of really awesome uh, blog posts and articles. So nice. definitely check him out. Um, yeah. The other person that I wanted to shout out to um, and have you guys check out was a YouTuber by the name of H Bomber Guy, um, and he is mainly uh, he re he reacts and makes videos that are reactions to um, prominent like YouTube uh, red pill like uh -huh. pieces of shit. Um, but his mm -hmm. videos are really well thought out and really funny and really well produced. Um, and mm. I definitely recommend him. Um, I also wanted to throw out a rec for the website Skeptic. So oh, like nice. Skeptic, but Skeptic. Cool. Um, C-H-I-C-K, uh, run by Rebecca Watson, who, uh, had a famous run-in with Richard Dawkins uh, a few years Ooh, ago. Oh, cool. But also, oh, um, I kind of remember that. Yeah, the whole elevator thing where like she had given a talk at an, uh, a skeptic conference about how men hitting on her without context like really creeps her out and that like, shouldn't 
just approach someone and and be yes. crazy about it. Right. Um, yes. And after her talk, she got into an elevator with a guy and she was alone in this elevator with this guy. And he said to her, you know, that was a really interesting talk. Do you want to come back to, I would really like to get to know you. Do you want to come up oh, to my hotel room for coffee? My God. And she was like, no, <laughs> I literally just told you not to do that. Oh my God. So, and there was a, you big know, he did it on purpose. Maybe. And then Richard Dawkins replied being like, well, I'm a piece of shit and there are women in other countries who have it way worse than you. So why are you complaining about some guy asking you up to his hotel room when he literally oh, didn't hurt you? There's but worst. Anyway, it was a whole thing. Uh, you yeah. Can look it up. But anyway, but the website that she runs is called Skeptic and they have a lot of really great articles from the, um, from the female perspective, being a skeptic uh, woman, atheist or agnostic um I think that's a really great website and everybody should check it out. Um, there is a pretty good podcast called, uh, well, I say pretty good, but I like it, um, but it can be a little weird called The Thinking Atheist run by a former Christian radio show talk host who hmm. uh, now runs his podcast. And um, it's a pretty good podcast. I like it a lot. They do a different topic every week or so, and um, they take like calls it's like a radio show but a podcast so hmm, um cool they've covered a lot of different stuff uh, about atheism but also about religion and what how it affects you and i just it's really cool so those are my recommendations nice mm -hmm. can i can i tell the anecdote i just remembered maybe yes. you can splice it and put it further in the future in the episode like okay. in the beginning anyway so i uh, Nancy, I have been in Texas for the last two and a half months with mixed results. The people here are great. The food is good, but it's Texas. I hate it. So anyway, I'm listening to Christian satellite radio in my rental car, Ooh. you know, like you do. And I could not get over this entire call in show was talking about how joining the Freemasons is like com yeah. completely against being a devout christian like and what? they kept they kept alluding to how like if you get up to the higher levels of freemasonry you won't be able to devote as much time to church so it's bad okay. like literally no other reasoning and like it was really interesting to me because it really got to the nitty gritty of how it's about the group that you go spend the most time and the most money with. Like it was so transparent to me, like the fact that they're targeting something as like kind of silly as the Freemasons as a threat to them means that mm. it's not really about beliefs of any kind. Cause the Freemasons like, I don't know, they believe what Dan Brown believes. I don't know what it is. Um, right? <laughs> But, like, they're really not a threat unless they're taking people away from, like, Christian churches and, like, community groups that rely on bodies and money to fund them, mm -hmm. you know? So it really is just all about what club you're a part of. So I just thought that was really funny because the Freemasons, I didn't even know anyone thought the Freemasons were relevant anymore. Like, and, but they're talking about it like it is a threat. <laughs> like... Yikes. Um, so if the listeners want to get, you know, it's always good to know what people with extreme views are saying just to get like insight 
into mm-hmm. what they're like, uh, you can probably Google and you can listen to those those kind yeah. of Christian talk so- shows online and like yeah, get some insight and so or some good stories to tell your friends at parties. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for the hometown hoedown throwdown. It is. Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight By my side Last episode, we uh, we spilled the beans. We, we know what hometown we're referring to while we're hoeing down and throwing down. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it is true. Battle Creek, Michigan. Um, so yeah, in Battle Creek, Michigan, there are we tallied up how many yeah, churches there are. There's Thirty-three different denominations of churches in Battle Creek, Michigan. Wow, is that just Christianity? No, it's all denominations. There's oh, maybe it is just Christianity. Well, Hang on, because I know that there's a Sikh temple. Yeah, and there's a um, Buddhist. Um, for the people who are Burmese, there's a mm-hmm. Buddhist. Um, and there's a mosque. There's I'm a pretty mosque. Sure. There's a um. There's a Jewish, a Jewish temple. temple. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A synagogue. There we go. Synagogue. We were all blanking on that. Um, there's Assemblies of God, Baptist churches, Bible churches, Catholic churches, Charismatic churches, Christian Ugh. Disciples of Church, Church of the Brethren, Church of Christ, Church of God, Congregational churches, Episcopal churches, Friends, which are Quakers, mm-hmm. um, Full gospel churches, Jehovah's Witnesses, Lutheran churches, Mennonite churches, Methodist churches, missionary churches, Church of the Nazarene, non-denominational churches, Orthodox Wesley. churches. Yeah, Orthodox churches, Presbyterian churches, Pentecostal churches, Christian Reformed churches, Reformed in America churches, Religious Science churches, mm-hmm. Seventh-day Adventist churches, Spiritualist churches, United Brethren in Christ churches, United Church of Christ unity church and wesleyan churches there's a united uh a universalist unitarian church as well in battle creek yep. now. Um, so they're like the closest that you can get to a non-religious religion organization <laughs> unitarians yeah. yeah so yeah you if you come to battle creek you need a church we got a church there's a lot of churches you throw a stone, you hit a church. How many, how many people are in our town for 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 um, the bal- the proportions? Sixty three thousand people. People. Yeah, around sixty three thousand. That's a lot of that's so, a lot of churches for a small group of people. It's funny. I've never seen the Quakers church. It's probably like an unmarked house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're true. they're real low key. Like they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, there are some Amish in the area. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the diet Amish Mennonites. 
<laughs> well, I st I stole that I stole that joke from Colbert, but I mean, also they're not going to be listening to this, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, and then I'm sure our sister city has our sister city of Kalamazoo has a Zen temple of some kind mm -hmm. um, for like Taoism. But I want to know what charismatic churches are. Oh, those are like aren't those people who believe in speaking in tongues and stuff? That's um, maybe. That's a good thing to look up and come yeah come back with next time. I'll let you guys that's know on the next episode of the triple hoax all right listeners you can find us on tumblr at the triple hoax.tumblr.com you can find us on our facebook group the triple hoax podcast um follow us on twitter at the triple hoax we're on soundcloud you can find us that way you can find us on itunes please give us a five-star review uh, yes it's the only way that we can move up in the ranks. The iTunes algorithm is real weird and we don't know yes. why it exists. And, and what then, are your thoughts on our atheism episode? Email us. The triple hoax at gmail.com. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we'll catch yeah. you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.